You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment-related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and joining me in the quad today is Lynn Molitor. Hello. Tim Yuma. Hey, everybody. And Ashley Fitzgerald. Hello. So we actually have a lot of fun topics to discuss today, so I'm just going to quickly pass it over to Tim. Tim, what do you have for us? Well, I like to pretend I'm a uh, on-the-side psychologist, so <laughs> oh, the geez. idea of word association was in my head. This was a while ago. I did it with a, a guest on one of our shows, and we might uh, do some more of this in the future. So I wanted to put some job-related ideas out there for our quad hosts to uh, chew on and maybe spit out to the listening public here. So basically, I'll just give you a word or a phrase, and then whatever pops in your head, whether it be same thing, just a single word, if you have a phrase in mind, I might ask you to elaborate, but um, just to see what your initial response would be to some of these things. So okay. un- understand the rules. All no right. pressure. Yeah, no I'm pressure. ready. We this have is experts here. Us. We're going with <laughs> I experts. I hope so. I hope right. I pass. I know, me too. Jeez. <laughs> So the first one, maybe it's a more on a serious note, but uh, the first word I would have for you is unemployed. What comes to mind? Hopeful. It takes a full-time job to find a job when you're unemployed. Yeah, I was going to say job search. Uh, you say hopeful. and I mean, and Ashley and Jacqueline had similar ideas with theirs. Why do you say hopeful? Then? Because I think uh, the economy is um, getting better. I know sometimes in the media, you kind of get mixed reviews, but... I still remain hopeful that as we approach the end of the year and into a new year, that um, it's just going to be better for people. Sure. So I like to remain hopeful. I like to, you know, I like to hear about people getting jobs. That is true. Lynn is very much a positive thinker. That's a great way to think (laughs) about it. Jacqueline, I was curious because people wonder that too. You said, you know, it's a full-time job just to find a job. Um, What would be your advice there? You know, you want to make sure that you are looking every day. A lot of times when an employer posts a position, they want applicants right then. So if you're applying a couple weeks late, you know, you might they might already be in the middle of the hiring process. So it's really important just to kind of keep searching every day, as Ashley had mentioned, and uh, make sure those cover letters and resumes are tailored to each job. Nice. I like resume because that's going to be our second word for Word Association. Resume. What pops to mind? Doesn't have to be one page. Really um, proofreading? Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Tailored to the job. All right. Well, you heard that. Uh, uh, why proofreading? Why is that so important, do you think? You know, one of the biggest things that I encounter myself and also hear from employers encountering are people just have spelling errors, whether it's in the cover letter, in the resume, in the pre-screening questions. And, you know, right off the bat, if somebody sees a spelling error, it could disqualify you right away. So you really want to make sure that you're just proofreading everything that you put in your resume. Definitely a fair point. I think people don't necessarily think about that, that unfortunately that could eliminate you right away. All right. You're unemployed. We got the resume. Let's go into the interview itself. Body language. Don't slouch. Display confidence. Professional dress. Oh, nice. I like those two. Anybody want to elaborate on theirs at all? (laughs) I think kind of mine and Lynn kind of complement each other going with confidence. I feel like when you have your shoulders back, you know, your, your feet both on the floor, you're not shaking your leg. It does show that you're comfortable in your own skin. You can carry a conversation and it's less distracting. All right. Fair enough. I don't want to take up all of our time, so I'll get to the fourth and final one. You nailed that interview with your body language, and now you have a job. Workplace romantic relationships. (laughs) Yikes. 
That's my word. <laughs> Shouldn't happen. Oh. Uh-oh. Be careful. It can be successful, though. Let, let's touch on... <laughs> of course, there, there might be, you know, maybe if you had a relationship before you yeah, ended up being in the workplace, totally that different. might be different. Right. I, I want to elaborate on yikes, though, because that, yes. uh, you know, that, does, that says a lot, but it doesn't tell us all. Well, I think it's... Goes in hand in hand with Lynn and Jacqueline as well. It's something you really have to be careful of. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I actually know quite a few people who do work with their spouses and you never get a break from them either. So <laughs> I think it's, you know, it, it multiple levels. There's kind of a yikes factor on areas that you have to think about. All right. Well, something to keep in mind. And again, maybe this will be something down the road we can talk about more. But uh, we were able to touch on a few topics, get some elaboration from our host. Anyone else want to add anything before we move on? <laughs> Lynn's smiling. No. <laughs> Not today. All right. That, that'll, that'll wrap it up for the psychology portion of the day, I guess. All right. Well, that was fun. And we have another fun topic for you, which is holiday parties. Now, some organizations do host a holiday party. And if yours does, I wanted to kind of pick your brains as to what you think are the do's and don'ts of holiday parties. So who wants to kick us off? I actually um, heard a similar discussion driving to work the other day, and it was all about um, attire, what you wear to a party. And I, it was interesting because they really spent a lot of time talking about the length of skirts. Mm. And, um, you know, they were saying it's not necessarily less is more. It's like you really need to be careful what you wear at a at a mm-hmm. company party and don't you're still with your coworkers and everything so still maintain some professionalism but you know in a party party atmosphere I've been hearing a lot, um, you know, in regards to this article and then also just on the radio right now. I think that's one of the hot topics. But uh, it's surprising to me how many um, inappropriate things happen at Christmas parties and relationships start and build (laughs) upon. And so for me, I mean, I guess that was one of the biggest takeaways I've been hearing throughout the week is, um, you know, just really being careful of those work relationships that turn into something more at the holiday parties. I think one thing, and just in my mind, there's a difference between if you have the party like during the workday versus if you have it at some you know offsite location at night on a weekend. I mean, I've I've seen both sides of it, so I wonder if that would play a role into mm-hmm. some of the things you guys are talking about. The one thing I would say honestly is just be grateful and don't complain about anything about the party. I mean, oh, oh yeah, you're being you know offered probably food and drinks, maybe some games. You might get some gifts or prizes or something. And I think it's real easy to be like, oh, I don't like this or oh, I have to do this. And and we understand everybody's busy and mm-hmm. have you know, things to do. But um, just to be grateful that this is something that is not oblig- it's not an obligation to be given to you. It's not something that uh, needs to happen, but just that it's sort of a, a giving back, a camaraderie thing. And I would just say, you know, be grateful, whatever that means to you, whether it's just saying thanks or getting really involved with it. Um, just avoid complaining about any type of gift essentially that's being given to you. That's, that's a, a good point. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not heard that one in the list, Tim. Yes. I like that. <laughs> what about drinks? Because a lot, Timmy brought this up, a lot of times the employer will offer drinks and we're talking about alcoholic beverages. What's the limit? What should our job seekers, you know, prepare for or employees prepare for? How, what's what's their limit? What should they drink? Is it depending on each person? Is it one? Is it two? I would say don't get drunk. 
So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. what, Plain and simple. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know what each and every person's limit is, but you just don't want to be that person that gets drunk and loses control because, you know, sure. you have the happy drunk and then you have the mean drunk. <laughs> and <laughs> those are just <laughs> personas I don't think that you want to come out at the Christmas party because some of your coworkers will, you know, they'll forget about it. But other coworkers may not forget about it. Mm. And you just Good don't want to feel the effects of the holiday party in January and February in the workplace. Yeah, yeah I, I would just say err on the side of caution. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't really drink much anyway, but I would say even for people who, who do engage in you know, adult beverages, <laughs> one or two, maybe. I, yeah. I mean, just just play it safe. There's no reason to Lynn's point. There's no reason to hurt yourself professionally, especially for the rest of the year. I mean, you just don't know what the repercussions could be. So I would just play it real safe when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page with you. One or two drinks limit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always say two would be like the max, but probably I'm in between one and two. I I agree, Tim, you don't want this one moment to, you know, maybe damper your future with the organization. But also brings me to my next question is how much food do you consume? How much? I mean, (laughs) no, I mean, there's buffets at a lot of these things. And you see Mm -hmm. that person, that one person who brings a plate and the food (laughs) is like piled on really high. And, you know, what are your thoughts about that? And they're in the front of the line. Yeah. And they go back (laughs) again and again. I I don't know. I mean, I think as long as you're being courteous to everyone else, you know, go get your first plate and whatever that, that may be. And, and then just make sure it's later, maybe later in the day or at the end of that buffet or, or whatever, however you might be setting that up. And I don't think people are going to necessarily look down on you if you are filling your plate because, hey, it, it is kind of that time of the year. We all talk about that as far as, oh, I'm going to have to work off these next three weeks for the rest <laughs> of you know the next year. But, um, you know, again, I, I, I tend to be conservative with a lot of things. So just just be courteous to everyone else. Make sure you're not being, you know, a, a just cutting in line or constantly going up before even one, you know, everybody has to get up. there. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my opinion, I feel like um, holiday parties, there's always an overabundance of food. So I, you know, I feel like there's always the leftovers and the excitement of, oh my gosh, I haven't tried this before, you know, so you're kind of <laughs> sure. loading your plates, but I would keep it to one plate during your first trip to the <laughs> yeah. buffet. <laughs> yes. I think, yeah, I think just be considerate to, to, the people behind you in line. <laughs> the way I like to think about it is how we would say for an in-person interview at like a luncheon, you know, this you're not you're not there to get a free meal and a free drink. You're there to like socialize and connect oh, with your peers. Okay. And that's sort of how I take these uh, holiday parties as well. I'm not there to get like a free meal. I'm there to uh, celebrate the holidays. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, I might eat a little bit lighter. I might drink a little bit less, but I'm really there to be socializing. And that's sort of how I take it. Oh, yeah, that's good. Then yeah. To that point, finish chewing before you try to talk. That too. Yes. <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine. With two kids, that's a very much a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> No, I'm like Ashley, though, too. I do like to try a little bit of everything, but then you don't always eat it all because you're yes. just trying different stuff. But so if that, you take a little bit yeah. and not, you know, mm-hmm. load up and then you find out you don't like it. Right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, so hopefully our listeners will heed some of our advices accordingly. Um, but Lynn, you also have a timely topic since the year's wrapping up here. What do you want to discuss? Well, I thought we could kind of take a step back and look at the year in review. Um, I always get like sentimental at the at the end of the year and I like to look back. And obviously in the quad, we discuss a lot of topics and on um, LJN radio, a lot of employment related topics. So I just was wondering what each um, employment related 
related topic or interview um, really resonated with you as you look back into um, the past year. So, and I can start because um, I actually have a story that just came out within the last couple of days. And I was like, wow, this is kind of big news. And it's uh, the head of GM. The new head of GM is now a woman. Um, I think she's uh, 51 years old. She actually started as an intern with GM um, when she was 18. And I just like the whole dynamic of the story. Um, You know, it's like we're living in America. She worked hard. Um, and she advanced to the top of this major corporation. So I just, I love the whole story. I wish her the best of luck. Um, I found it interesting, too, that she likes fast cars. Um, she likes uh, Camaros, I think. But way back in the day, she actually drove a Chevette. And so did I. Oh, it all comes together. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, that was just one story that I... Um, I just found very interesting um, as we go into the new year. It'll be interesting to see how she does. Yeah, that's a good story. One that came up um, recently, I just saw a blurb somewhere about standalone McDonald's machines in which you can pre-select your order and pay with credit card, which brought me back to the whole McDonald's budget that was leaked into the news. They're not leaked, but, um, you know, shown in the news on, you know, how much people working at McDonald's Mm. were being paid and that it just wasn't, didn't make sense. It was bringing in that you had to have two sources of incomes. And so I think that was kind of um, a huge story that came out and, you know, something to really think about moving into 2014 is just budgets overall and, um, you know, your incomes and, you know, things to really pay attention to because there are a lot of machines that are starting to take over um, people's jobs. And so, you know, I know there is a lot of, um, well, both ends of the spectrum here, people for McDonald's employees and people against them. And so um, I think that was one of my biggest stories that kind of stuck with me this year. And we're certainly not disparaging McDonald's. We love McDonald's. Yeah, absolutely. I think the point we're uh, just yes, making we is that the machine just takes the order. Yeah. So then that cashier just, person is actually maybe eventually might be obsolete. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Automation. Yeah. yeah. Automation, it's a good thing, but it's kind of a scary thing, yeah. I have to admit. Um, <laughs> Um, one of the things that has resonated with me throughout the year isn't necessarily a story per se, but it's a tool, and that's the T-chart. We talk about the T-chart a lot in our cover letters and resumes for webinars, and actually all throughout our webinars. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because it's the one thing that we hear over and over and over from job seekers is that I never knew this thing existed, but it really does help me. So I. If you guys are okay with that, I'd just like to quickly explain what a T-chart is. Oh, yeah, by all means. So a T-chart is essentially when you take um, the job description that you're applying to and you, you know, maybe print it out or or just make note of what the uh, application is asking for. So maybe hours, experience, uh, education, uh, any sort of qualification skills. And then you take a normal piece of paper and you fold it um, vertical, so kind of like a hot dog. And on the left-hand side, you basically uh, bullet out the qualifications that are under the job description so you can kind of see exactly what the employer is looking for. And on the right-hand side, you brainstorm and figure out how you fit and match those things. And the nice thing about the T-chart is that it really helps you determine, A, if you're qualified and you should be applying for the position. Now, you're not always going to fill everything in because you know, but if you have the majority of the, the the bullets filled in, yeah, it might be a good fit for you to apply. Then you can also see how um, 
you're going to add value to the organization. Then you can take that brainstorming that you did and it'll help you write your cover letter because you can bring that into the cover letter as well as your resume. Um, And that's just a tool that everyone should be using when they're searching for jobs on their cover letters and resumes. It's their own little personal cheat sheet and it really does kind of help you see how you um, and the employer can sort of marry your your skills and what they're looking for. You know, I just wanted to add in, I know each of you, um, not myself, but each of you are involved in the webinar series that we provide. And I know the feedback that you guys receive um, from your audience is tremendous. So I thought I'd put in a plug for, Aww, for you guys, you. because I think you help a lot of people throughout the country. So, and, you know, Thanks. with those comments, I do see, you know, the mentions of the T-chart and being very helpful. And it, it seems so basic, but it really does just kind of lay it out for you because it can be tough trying to figure out what mm-hmm. you really need to put in there. I think that's subjective. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good tool. The, the one thing that stood out to me, and, and I, I don't know if it's a good story, bad story, but does anybody know what Snapchat is? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. no. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's <laughs> Lynn and I photo, always like, what? <laughs> you, it, it's up for, what, 12 seconds? Yep. And then it's supposedly gone. So it doesn't stay with, you know, it doesn't stay in the internet universe. It's gone. Well, So the, you can put it on, like, Facebook or something? No. No. Go ahead, Ashley. It's only <laughs> through cell phones. Right. Like, if you, like, you would, it's kind of like a text. Oh. But it's a picture. That so if I wanted Snapchat. to Snapchat you, I could send you something, but then after 12 seconds, it would go away. Yep. And so it doesn't stay in your history. Correct. Right. So that's the idea of it. Well, the, the founders, the creators of it, they're not actually making any profit off of it currently. Just recently, they were offered by Facebook $3 billion. That's Whoa, billion wow. with a B as in boy. And they turned it down <laughs> because they thought it wasn't enough value. Now, Wow. I, I don't know about anyone. And maybe, you know, look, last year, I think it was, they were offered only $1 billion and turned it down. So maybe they're onto something. But two thoughts here. One, they're not making anything off of it right now. Um, so to me, $3 billion, I don't care how much Facebook <laughs> would make off of it. You're, we're going right. to split $3 billion between two people. I'll take it. But two, <laughs> I just feel like Everyone has a price and Tim has his. <laughs> it, mine's way below that price. Um, but two... I just feel it's such a risk because we see with technology how quickly things change and how things can be a fad. and Someone could build one yes. right away. And that was the point someone brought up is why wouldn't Facebook with all the people they have and the power they have, why don't they just, you know what, we'll just create our own version of it, blow you guys out of the water. And That's you're a nothing. good point. And right. it sounds vindictive. And, and even from my point of view, I'm, it's, I, I kind of feel like the Snapchat guys, like I almost hope they'd get nothing out of it because it just feels so greedy. Because right. For myself, I can't imagine being in that position and, and turning down anything close to that amount of money. And I don't know how, uh, you know, I don't know how you say no to that. But anyway, I just, that just struck me, just struck a chord with me. And anytime I brought, you know, that up to somebody, it's like, what? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So again, I, I am not an entrepreneur. I'm not, you know, into business. So maybe, maybe I'm missing something there. But that was something to me is just like, wow. I, yeah, I don't get that one either. Uh, yeah, I don't either. That surprises me. Yeah. And isn't, um, wasn't Facebook pretty much a, like a replacement of something else? MySpace? Right, yeah. Because yeah, right, there's, yeah. there's always... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's always an evolution, especially with technology and... Right. I don't know. Anyway, that stood out to me for this past year. Interesting. I'll have to take one of those <laughs> Snapchats and send it to you, Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, with that being said, it looks uh, like we're moving into the new year. And Ashley, you have some uh, fun topics on today's agenda for that. Yes. So kind of going off of what everybody's talked about here today, um, you know, there's a lot of 
new careers coming into 2014. And um, the article that I came across is the seven careers that are really heating up going into 2014, one of which has a lot to do with social media and, um, you know, making sure people are on top of the game with public relations specialists actually being one of the positions heating up with a 23% projected growth over the past and um, from 2010 to 2020. So, um, you know, I thought it was really interesting. A lot of the positions that are listed in the article have a lot to do with data management or IT or software. Can um, you just interrupt? Can you read off the list for our listeners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So going through the top careers, the first one, and this, this is not in regards to percentage growth or anything like that, but public relations specialist, a database administrator, a petroleum engineer, software developer, medical and health services manager, an elementary school teacher, and a personal financial advisor, which that's the highest projected growth with 32%. Um, So in taking a look at a lot of these positions, you know, it's just very interesting that they are, you know, all over the place, different departments, different roles, but they really do kind of come down to that software, um, internet-based type of position. So and looking through these, I just wanted to grab um, your feedback. What was the one that stood out to you? I'd just like to jump in and make another plug for uh, <laughs> the software developers, especially the young women out there. Um, <laughs> again, that um, that was my background uh, dating back to the 80s. Yes, you guys can do the math. Um, but it actually was a very good career for me. And I um I evolved into project management and unfortunately I let my technical skills go but it opened up a whole different uh field of opportunities for me. So, you know, if it sounds a little daunting or boring um initially, it was a good career move for for me and I think it has a lot of opportunities. So, I would just like to encourage everyone to go into that, but especially <laughs> women, because I don't know what happened there. I had a lot of women in my college classes, huh. and now they just don't, they, they're just not graduating in that field. Hmm. Interesting. The one that popped out for me was healthcare services, because for those of you who don't know, <laughs> I am a registered nurse as well, and um, we all had to use a contact system as well to record notes, and everything recently had gotten switched over to a new one. Uh, and everyone was complaining about it. And it was so funny because, um, you know, people like to use their current system. And then you develop a whole mm-hmm. brand new software with a completely brand new vendor. And I just remember hearing about it for like months and months and months and like, oh, it's not the same in this department as, as it is the same in this department. But the t- it's there to help organize and to see what's going on so that you don't have those written notes and that things are running a little bit more efficiently. Um, So that one to me made sense. And I actually used to think while I was entering stuff into it electronically, like, wow, these people could probably make a lot of money with these constant upgrades and (laughs) tweaking. So yeah, I definitely, it it doesn't surprise me at all, especially with where healthcare is going in the future and how many people are supposed to have insurance and keeping Mm -hmm. all that relevant. So I can see why that would be a hot topic. Well, the one that stood out to me and and for those who listen to our (laughs) shows are probably going to know where I'm going, but it was the idea of the elementary school teacher. I think for two reasons. One, it seems like it kind of stands out with the rest of these um, with the technology side, but I'll get to that, how it does really relate in a minute. But then two, you hear a lot about, 
you know, schools closing and difficulties with whether it be salaries or benefits. And um, while that stuff is is an issue around the country, um, you know, a lot of it sometimes gets overblown. And I just don't want anyone to be discouraged. I mean, you typically don't go into teaching to make a ton of money anyway. So if mm-hmm. that's your focal point, you're probably not going to end up being that great of a teacher because most of the great teachers that I've had, I've seen, I've worked with even the couple of years I did teach. Uh, I mean, it's really just a complete dedication all the time. It's not just during the school day. That's one thing I realized when I actually started teaching. But from the technology side, that's the great thing about learning now is you have so many options. I mean, f- even in the elementary school, I mean, first grade, second grade, and you have um, what's called a smart board where you can do activities on a board. You, people, you know, schools are u- utilizing iPads and, and just there's a lot of technology that goes into it. So it's not, you know, some people might think, oh, it seems boring. You're reading books, you're doing worksheets. It's really not like that. It shouldn't be like that anymore. Um, so if you're interested in, um, you know, helping out in that regard and teaching individuals and you like using technology, that's still a great career path to go. And as it shows here, uh, you know, 17% projected growth because you always do need teachers. Teachers are retiring. Mm-hmm. It's expected to be more school children in the next five, 10 years. So um, definitely a lot of opportunities out there if that's something of any interested in, interest in. All right. Well, yeah. on that note, I was just going to say it was surprising how we had a couple of these careers covered. I know. <laughs> yes. Just the four of us. <laughs> that is true. I know. We I come with like, diverse okay. backgrounds. Yes. <laughs> Well, on that note, this concludes today's quad as well as for the remainder of the year. So whether you're wrapping up this year or planning for the beginning of next year, we hope that the LJN Radio Quad provided you with tips on how to improve your world of employment. And we'll be back next month. In the meantime, if you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, please send us a message at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and tell us what you hope to accomplish in the new year. For Lynn Molitor, Tim Yuma, and Ashley Fitzgerald, I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and thank you for listening.